0: You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast.
1: Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Sleep Cove Podcast can help you. Hi, I'm Christopher Fitton, the voice and clinical hypnotherapist behind Sleep Cove. Sleep Cove features sleep hypnosis, meditations and bedtime stories, all designed to help those of you who struggle at night to achieve a restful And peaceful night sleep. Search for Sleep Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night long. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Calm Cove podcast can help you sleep deeply all night long. Calm Cove has deeply relaxing meditation music and ambient sounds And see how we're helping millions of people relax and go to sleep every night.
0: I feel like who, Art ed. We'll try to it. who arted? Who <laughs> ed. Mr. Wood? <Art laughs> ed me? Yeah. Either way, it, it's it works Art. I, love. I know. That's thought a great start. Welcome to Who Arted, where we explore visual arts in an audio medium. I'm your host Kyle Wood, and today we're going to be focusing on Claude Monet in 1874 the impressionists were frustrated they had been painting and submitting their work to the annual paris salon for years and they were pretty much always rejected when any of their works were displayed in the salon they were ripped apart by critics who expected to see work that was more polished and sophisticated they wanted brushstrokes so finely blended they disappear they wanted to see what they deemed to be important subjects, like portraits of historical figures, religious or mythological pieces that would enlighten the viewer by bringing the stories to life. The Impressionists did the opposite. They focused on everyday subjects. Their work was bold and colorful. One of the signature elements of the Impressionistic style was the unblended brushstrokes of myriad colors. Of course, they weren't calling themselves the Impressionists right out of the gate. That name was given to them after the 1874 exhibition. Monet and Degas were primarily responsible for organizing the show. Many of the artists who would go on to become some of the biggest names in the movement exhibited in the show, including not only Monet and Degas, but also Pissarro, Sicily, Renoir, and even a young Cezanne. The way it all came about was Monet just happened to know a characterist and photographer named Nadar, who had a big open studio space on one of the main boulevards in Paris. They used that space for the exhibition, but it was a huge flop. Most people came through to mock the artworks, including a critic, Louis Leroy, who took note of Monet's Impression Sunrise painting. In Leroy's review, titled... The Exhibition of the Impressionists, he talked about how unimpressed he was with Impression Sunrise, saying that wallpaper in its early stages is more developed than Monet's painting. Of course, there's the old saying that no press is bad press. These types of scathing reviews publicized the show and got people curious about the works critics found to be laughably bad. One review actually suggested that a comedian had simply splattered paint across multiple canvases, signing different names to put on a show as a joke. In the end, though, about 3,500 people came to the show, and each one of them paid one franc, the same cost as admission to the Paris Salon. Monet and his contemporaries embraced the name Impressionists, and the movement grew in popularity. It's still considered one of the most popular movements today. I think what's interesting to me is that the Impressionists seem calm and almost quaint by today's standards, just little daubs of color to capture the light and shadow of the world around them as they saw it. But all of this was reflective of massive change not only in painting, but society. Monet loved his garden and made about 250 paintings of water lilies. He and his contemporaries were focused on color, light, and how our eyes perceive the world but I would say technology was also central to the development. In his painting of the train station, the Gare Saint-Lazare, forgive me on pronunciations, not a native French speaker, not a French speaker of any sort, but Monet in that painting gives us a glimpse of the iron and glass station filled with smoke of the steam engines. One critic wrote, quote, Unfortunately, Thick smoke escaping from the canvas prevented our seeing the six paintings dedicated to this study. End quote. While the Impressionists were overtly apolitical, they didn't really want to get mixed up in any controversy, there's always a statement made by what's shown and what's not shown. Even if the artist himself or herself strives to be objective, simply holding a mirror to the world, which way they aim that mirror matters. Monet shows the steam engine in its element as the subject of the work, not merely something in the background. And technology, of course, drives change in our world. In the 19th century, steam engines were new technology making the world more broadly accessible to people. But also in the middle of the 19th century, painters suddenly had to compete with the camera, As photographs could quickly and easily capture the lines, shapes, and proportions of a subject, painters shifted their focus to the color, an element cameras could not capture at that time. The tube of paint and numerous synthetic pigments also came about in the 19th century, giving artists easy access to a wider range of colors. I can't help but wonder if that might have something to do with the sudden interest in showing all of the individual colors laid out on the canvas. As I look at Monet's use of so many colors, the pinks and the blues of the clouds rising from the steam engine, I think of the critics, the defenders of the status quo, feeling threatened by change. They feel overwhelmed by the subject and begin to choke at the sight of roaring engines filling the space with smoke and they want to look away. They want the grand facades of buildings and well-dressed elites walking the city streets, not the workers and the machines that powered the advancements. Monet, though, was unwavering. He meticulously studied his subjects at different times, different seasons, to find the beauty of even the smoke and engines in the industrial space. While the critics wanted grand visions of mythology, Monet showed what he and countless others experienced in the real world. Now, as always, if you want to learn more, check the show notes where I'm going to have links to a couple of other relevant episodes, like the full episode I recorded on Monet and Water Lilies, along with the Art Smart episode I recorded on Impressionism. And of course, I would be remiss if I did not ask all of you to do me a favor and please tell a friend about the show. If you like it, leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify, or anywhere else you're listening if it allows ratings and reviews. That kind of stuff helps others discover the show.